from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Kicks and O, we take you until noon. Dave Sproul in 15, 18 minutes on the Iowa State. Claxon's giveaway at about 11.35. Our picks at 11.45. But you've got a pretty good idea when we play that music. The back in black. Tom Kakert's about to join the program. And here he is as we look back at last night. Of course, the Tyler Linderbaum announcement. All the announcements. I don't think we mentioned Charlie Jones, who yesterday came out and made it official that he's coming back. Linderbaum kind of uh, shadowed that when he made that. That announcement or overshadowed it rather. Hello, Tom Kakert. How are you? Doing, uh, doing well. Hopefully, Trent settled down after uh, going crazy <laughs> on social media last night. It wasn't going uh, crazy. I was just laying a point. Picking yeah. fights. I wasn't. I was just stating something. I don't like Fran's decision to automatically sit as guys with two fouls. It happens again last night, and then it doesn't help when people like you and Bowen Camp after the game's over, <laughs> you start poking it and reposting <laughs> it again. You're, the guy that does your pictures for you, he was doing the same thing. You guys are worse than even me. <laughs> and he did play a player with two fouls. He did. Time. Yeah, he went he with Robracha there. So I know the question's been asked before, why he does it. You guys have asked him in the press conference, and yeah. it's Fran. He's not going to relent. He's not going to change. This is what he is, his decision. Can you refresh, though, what his thought process is about it? And it's not sitting a guy with two fouls. I'm fine with that. The thing that's frustrating is a team makes a run, and he's not willing to put his best player on the floor. Same thing happened with Luca Garza. Now it's happening again with Keegan Murray. He did say last night that he really struggled with it. Um, mm. So maybe he, maybe there's some headway being made. In that read direction. my tweets. But it's, it's always a good decision to put that guy back in with two fouls until he picks up a silly third foul. Sure. That's the that's the thing, and then because he feels like they're going to play tentatively, they're not going to play at their with their normal um, level of aggressiveness. Especially if they pick up a third foul in the first half, then it's going to really impact them in the second half. He'd rather have them coming back out in the second half and playing free and uh, and to the to their abilities, uh, natural abilities, um, and that's kind of his thought process. Now I. I get the other direction, but it's always, like I said, it's always a good decision to play that guy with two fouls until he gets that third one, and then you're really screwed. Mm. So Chris Murray, obviously, that was his uh, best game as a Hawkeye. Tom, we had heard that both of the Murrays were a little bit behind, and then we saw Keegan. He's clearly, <laughs> we know what he's doing. He's going to be a lottery pick. But Chris was lagging behind, behind his brother a little bit. Are we starting to see him catch up? Is uh, Can we come to expect maybe not 29 and 11 or whatever it is every night? But he's had his best two games in his last two games, I thought, uh, as as I uh, certainly this year, what do we what do we anticipate from Chris Murray going forward? I think um, what you're seeing is he's just gaining a lot of confidence, and 
he's always kind of been, uh, I shouldn't say always, because there were times in high school where he was better than Keegan. Uh, and a lot of people would have told you that, that he was just a better player at that point. But then Keegan has kind of passed him. And, um, you know, last year he got kind of, you know, he didn't play a lot, just didn't get an opportunity. And, you know, his brothers takes off and makes freshman of the year or whatever, you know, the all freshman team in the Big Ten. And then um, this year you see what Keegan's doing. And uh, But Chris is just, I think he's starting to get that confidence in himself and what he can do. And you saw that last night going right at, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is one of the better forwards in, in the Big Ten and in the country, and he was just going right at him, he and Race Thompson, and, and just saying, I'm coming at you and I'm going to score. And uh, the other thing that was amazing to me is I don't think Indiana ever figured out that that, uh, that uh, Chris Murray is left-handed. <laughs> and, Ke- and Keegan is right because he yeah. just kept going right by him on his, with his left hand, and they just never adjusted to it. Tony Perkins struggled in the first half, came in and really ignited him in the second half, and then a couple of the mistakes came. Same thing with Ulis. He had that great stretch and then almost felt like Fran went to him for too long. Basically the final 12 minutes of the game, 13 minutes of the game, he was in there until the final minutes with a couple of turnovers. Your thoughts on those two guys? Because when they're playing well, Ulis defensively, Perkins instant offense. He's Vinny Microwave Johnson off the bench back in the day for the Pistons. Those two guys, what they mean to this team? Yeah, they're just, um, they just give them a, um, you know, they kind of light the spark a little bit. They just kind of give them energy. Uh, and that's what you want off your bench guys. And I think one of their best lineups, honestly, is that second lineup that they really kind of end up going to, which is, um, you know, the four guys off the bench with, with Chris and, and Connor and, uh, Ulyss and Perkins with Keegan. And, and I just think that lineup just, it just never fails. It just kind of gives them something, and um, and they're that group played really well. Um, I thought those guys, uh, both those guys, played really well. And yeah, even though I know a lot of people wanted to see Joe Toussaint out there uh, late in the second half, but Ulysses was playing well. He had those two really bad possessions, and then Fran punched a chair about five times after that second one, and yeah. and he was he was pissed and. Uh, he got him out of there, and Joe finished the game up. But Ulysses is a good foul shooter, too. He was 4-4 four, four from the line. He's really consistent there, uh, low turnover guy. So that's why he's out there. And Fran, one thing we've seen with Fran, besides the two fouls, is he keeps his guys, if he's got a lineup that's playing well in the second half, especially late in the second half, he's going to ride him to the finish line. Hmm. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Well, Tom, I'm sure that the uh, your message board at Hawkeye Report uh, Twitter, uh, well, it's time to start Chris, and it's going to be difficult because you have to sit down Patrick, and I'm not sure Fran wants to do that. I'm not so sure. I, I kind of like the way that um, it's certainly worked last night coming off the bench. He played 29 minutes, which I think was a team high. Uh, no, I'm looking at it now. Him and Bohannon both played 29. So, um what what what? How do you uh, how do they proceed with this, Tom? Does Chris work his way into the starting rotation or look pretty good the other night coming from off the bench? Maybe they found something. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep him off the bench. I, I I don't see them changing that starting lineup at all. I think that's just unless there's an injury or something, then you could start Chris. But I I just don't don't see that happening. I see um, Patrick in there with with Keegan and Rabracha. Frankly, if they were going to change anything, maybe they would take Rabracha out and bring him off the bench and and play Chris and Keegan and Patrick together. 
wouldn't be too bad either. So it's two road trips coming up now for the Hawks. Up to the barn in Minnesota on Sunday and then out to the rack and taking on Rutgers. Feel like you need to get a split out of these two games. Of course, you'd love to get 2-0, two winnable games certainly. Of the two, what do you think is more difficult as we await what's going to happen with Eric Curry, their fine big guy? Yeah, I think that's the big big news here, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Curry has uh, uh, rolled that ankle against Michigan State. And uh, um, by the way, that the 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 place in at Rutgers now is it's the Jersey Mike's. It's not is it? the, known as the Rack. Wow. Yeah, they got a sponsor now. Yeah, Jersey Mike's is uh, is doing subs there. So, um, yeah, I I think um, both those games are winnable. And if you know Iowa can get get both those, then you've really turned it around. Uh, you know, I felt like last night was a must win for them. It really was. It, it, just because of where things were sitting at that point. So. Um, they couldn't afford another loss. So you know, the Curry thing's just huge, though, because he's such a uh, you know, kind of a barometer for that Minnesota team this year. So we got the uh, the Jersey Mike where Rutgers play. Will we have the Caesars Center in uh, in East Lansing going forward? With the did you see the agreement that they signed Tom Caesars and Michigan State? I saw that, and I, I, I'm. Wondering who's going to be next with uh, some gambling. Uh, Who in our state's going to be next? Yeah, because there's certainly a lot of uh, oh. a lot of different places that are, have have uh, opened up and are are making a lot of money in the state of Iowa. What was it last year that they they showed those totals? It was like what two billion dollars, two billion or something in sports. Yes, that's a, that's, a, that's not a bad amount of money. No, absolutely not. So I mean, Barda is selling beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not alone. They're doing it uh, down here at the Nap Center. Uh, Pollard has not gone that way yet. As you and I, Trent, you know, yes, so they are as well. So does, if um, I mean, if somebody comes calling with uh, on Gary Barda's door, does does he take the check? I would think so. Why I would not, hope why so. Either, right. Uh, DraftKings Center or something, right. you know? Yeah. FanDuel. Circa Center. You know? There you go. Yeah, Circa. Let's let's make it Circa. Yeah. yeah. Let's get Derek on the phone and get that get that deal done. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is we can, and mm-hmm. that's that's what yes. we like about him. <laughs> no doubt know, about that's it. That's the insane thing. Is it's you guys wild. Get Derek on the phone, and he would probably say, yeah, let's do it. Right. <laughs> He's that kind of guy. Hey, Tom, uh, with that... We look forward to the rest of the season, what it's going to be for Iowa basketball. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I mentioned this, I think, in the show yesterday, the old Capitol Mall area. It's been bought officially now by the university, long rumored, and there's always been speculation. It would be a perfect place to put a downtown arena. I know there's no plans. I know this is a lot of message board fodder, but what are your thoughts on that? And maybe something that can improve certainly the student experience being that close to campus carver's a tough place to get to and the place is 40 years old now yeah it is 40 years old it's hard to believe that it's 40 years old but it is and i just there's no plans i've talked to people in in the administration and there are not even like discussions like Hmm. hey let's put together a plan and maybe talk about this there's you know some improvements for baseball but Right now, there is just nothing there for an arena, um, and the university is going to take over that space at the old Capitol Mall. It's not going to be for the athletic department. So um, we're still going to continue to wait. And uh, wait, but it was a good crowd last night. I they so were too. into it. Yep. Um, but there were still 
you know, it was a third, I think, you know, just mm-hmm. it was the third empty. And it's just these eight o'clock games on a weekday, man. It's hard to, it's hard for, you know, people that live in Des Moines. It's impossible. You know, you're not getting out of there. People didn't get out of there until 1030, 1030 last yeah. night, yeah. At, at least. Right. Close to 11, and then you got to drive home? Come on. No, you're right. And, Tom, I thought the same thing, uh, that the uh, that seemingly most stayed till the end of the basketball game. They were into it. They were vocal. Uh, good to see. And, you know, there, there's certainly been smaller crowds, so uh, so that was good. Um, let's, let's do football. Tyler Linderbaum made it official, so that's it, right? We saw Charlie Jones come out yesterday. He's coming back. We know all the kids that are coming back. Uh, they did very well keeping a lot of them, a lot of very important ones. But Tyler Linderbaum, how difficult was it, Tom? Uh, did, did did he have this decision, you know, right after the Kentucky game? And he just, no. how, when did when do you think it became, uh, in his mind, uh, it's I'll, time to I'll go? Tell you, I'll tell you, as, as late as like two days ago, there were people who thought he was coming back, people who would know, who mm. thought that he was coming back. I... My sense is that um, somebody probably uh, showed him uh, again, showed him pictures of, of millions of dollars, and and said, "You, ha-, and, you know, this is the same thing." Kirk had to have like a a, a long conversation with T.J. With Hawkinson back when he came out because T.J. wanted to come back. He was happy to just stay at Iowa for another year, and they were like, "Dude, you're going to be the first tight end pick. You need to leave." And uh, I think that same thing happened with with Tyler this time as they just finally told him, "Look, you've got to go. You can't come back here." And so that's essentially probably what happened. Made a pretty easy decision. So we await also quarterback. What's going to happen? How surprised were you that Padilla is uh, coming back and at least going to go through spring practice and give it another go to try to win that starting job? A little bit of a surprise, but you know. Where was he? The the thing that you have to always factor in is, was there an opportunity somewhere else for mm-hmm. him to go and start? And if there wasn't, um, why would you leave if you don't have some place to go? So I think that's probably where things came down that maybe he didn't have a for sure I'm starting position, uh, you know, at, at a place like Colorado State or right. a place like yeah. Wyoming or wherever. Uh, so for, we are correct in saying that all the decisions have been made, right? We're not waiting on anybody else. Yeah, I don't know of anybody else that there, there's right. out there, and and I don't anticipate. Uh, obviously, I was not going to probably get involved with the transfer portal. That was my next question. Quarterbacks. Uh, how about other positions? No. Well, they offered a running back, the Nathaniel Peake kid, who's from Missouri, uh, who was at Stanford. They did send an offer to him they'd offered him out of high school so it makes sense that they might be interested in him. but i thought that was interesting just because they've got a, a good stable of running backs but they must really like him uh i could see them looking at maybe still a defensive back maybe still uh um uh, a wide receiver uh if they can find somebody but um you know it's it's going to be I think they're pretty close. I looked last night, and they were at 82 of 85 scholarships, and that's without confirming you know, potentially a couple of guys that they may have um, scholarships, and I think Kirk was doing that. So they may be pretty close to full. Good stuff, hey eh, Tom? Always appreciate it. And looking forward, you going up to Minnesota for the weekend? Weather's going to be tough. 
Yeah, weather weather prohibits that happening. It's gonna, you know, obviously you guys are seeing. I'm assuming you guys are seeing snow already. We haven't had it yet over here, but it's coming. Yeah, well, we had it early, and then it's it stopped for the last hour. But apparently, any minute now, right? Yeah. Trend is uh, supposed to reignite. Anyways, Tom, have a wonderful week. Thank you for doing this. We'll talk to you in a week's time. HawkeyeReport dot com for Tom Caker. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Kickert is uh, We Talk a Little Hawks. couple of things. Uh, breaking news. I've been asked once again to join the Bet Rivers contest. I think they feel bad for me. Which one are you joining? Uh, playoffs. NFL playoffs contest. Who won that last year? Did they not, Did they bring the defending champion back? No. You already have your... You have Jesus. two trophies. So will you win one in your bard? Well, you've won two. Well, I didn't... And you had an opportunity to win a third. I did. AD. AD got it. I think they feel bad for me. So this is who I'm going up against this time. Tell me who the betting favorite should be. Okay. Stansberry. No, Come he's on. got no shot. No. Ted Flint. Okay. Todd Kirk. He's good. Biff Hammer now making his debut. A sneaky entrant. He is making his he's debut. He's had a great year. And Bromelkamp. Uh Biff Hammer and you are the favorites. All right. You and you you and young Biff. So I got my $250 to play around with here mm-hmm. during the playoffs. Yep. Do I start it off with any futures? Oh, you have to. You love those futures. Absolutely. I'm going to be digging around and, and look do tomorrow. me a favor. Yeah. Don't post them because that gets Bromel Camp so pissed off. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we, we got the rules here. And oh, yeah. The you Miller been, rule? Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it for everybody. I said I just, there was no rule at the time. Shady Miller over there. Uh huh. All right. Good stuff. Well, uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. There's a seat for you with the champions dinner. I hope Indeed, so. You are victorious. Uh, we will take a time out. We'll talk Iowa State with our friend Dave Sprow coming up next. KSI Names is where you can hear Dave. And we also have our $1,000 slam dunk. Oh, yes, we do. Keyword time. It indeed is time for that trend. Thank you for reminding me. Go to KXNO.com once you get there. Enter the keyword fun at kxno.com. The keyword is fun. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at cisn.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live in West Des Moines. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop. 
in Ankeny, Urbandale fearlessly. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNL and 106.3 FM. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Four eleven thirty here on a Friday. Claxon still to come. Our picks still to come as we take you up until noon. On Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO on Monday. The two morning shows will be here. The afternoon shows have the day off. Iowa Wild Hockey in the afternoon. Dave Sproul, KASI, 1430 on the AM dial. He's already been working this morning, posting some video for some press conferences. Hello, Dave Sproul. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you guys? Doing well. You know, before we get into the basketball, a little football, which was huge news, uh, John Haycock has been such an instrumental part of uh, bringing defense, quite frankly, to the Big 12 uh, with a lot of copycats, et cetera, and a lot of, t- a lot of uh, programs around the country flying in uh, to, uh, to pick his brain. Uh, apparently, he um, flirted with Notre Dame, or Notre Dame flirted with him, and he has turned them down and is going to be back in Ames. That is a huge get for Coach Campbell's staff. Yeah, that's that's a big positive going into next season. And I don't know if it's how serious that got. I really didn't hear anything about it until that report uh, was not I football scoop. Reported. Football scoop. Yeah, there yep. you go. Then they they mentioned it, and and I, so I, I don't really know much about how far that got. Uh, but uh, it, it's a big big part of what Iowa State does is to have John Haycock on the defense and. You know, what he did to, to make an adjustment a few seasons back, uh, obviously it was a huge step towards taking the Cyclones to a, an, another level. And who knows, it, it might make an overhaul again this fall because personnel is changing rather dramatically and might have to go back to a four-man front. Uh, so, you know, we'll wait to see how that happens. But uh, if that happens or whether they stick with the same defensive scheme, Iowa State fans, I'm sure, will be quite reassured that uh, it's John Haycock at the control. There was a report that Matt Campbell was on the sideline for the Bears-Vikings game. Now, very easy to say he was there to hang out with his former uh, player in David Montgomery. But other people want to connect. Go? Yeah, the two of them there. A yep. couple people want to connect dots, though, that the Vikings were in talks with Campbell. You're a Vikings fan. Mm. Anything that you have heard or seen to those rumors that are out there? Yeah, I heard the talk that he was on the, the sideline there. I don't know if I even... I've seen any confirmation that he was actually right. at that game, all that. So, you know, we'll see. And I think there was a report. I only saw this in passing, some kind of rumor or report going around that the Vikings are interested in Matt Campbell. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean Campbell's interested in the Vikings. And I'll tell you what, as a Vikings fan, I would not object to that move. I know <laughs> Iowa State fans might not want to hear that, but uh, he'd be a pretty good candidate. It's really interesting to hear how people in football talk about him as a potential NFL coach. Whereas we've seen, you know, the Urban Myers, and you'll go back to Nick Saban's time with the Dolphins, guys who go to the NFL from college ranks, take that collegiate approach, and it's not necessarily one that really works in the pros. But I think there are things about Campbell that, that could work in the pros, and I think he's a guy who's flexible enough to adjust his style and his approach uh, because he, he, he makes that adjustment. He understands every player is different. Their motivation is different. you got to find different ways to, you know, to – get their best out of them and i think that approach could work in the nfl i'm not saying it's a guarantee or anything but i think you look at the younger generation of college coaches guys like him maybe Davo sweeney i think they're a little bit more adaptable to how players approach the game and might have a better chance although 
deep in my core, my gut tells me that Campbell loves being a college coach and he loves building the relationships through the recruiting aspect of it and through all the other things that come along with college sports. You get to spend a lot of time with your guys, your players at the college level. You don't get that in the pros. And I think Matt Campbell really feeds off that. So I'd be a little bit surprised if he goes to the NFL at all, but I'd certainly welcome him if he decided to go to my Vikings. <laughs> if he is going, go to your Vikings. I get it. Uh, exactly. For business-wise, I hope he stays right there in Ames because he's been great for this the, this program. So let's go to uh, basketball where T.J. Otzelberger is uh, writing his own chapter on uh, at least the uh, the first chapter has been a pretty darn good one. Uh, they've brought off to a, a good start. They're competitive in games. So the Kansas loss, you're around the team um, – I'm guessing they've, you know, moved on. I hope very uh, fairly quickly afterwards. It has to linger a little bit. Everybody's human, you know. The missed calls in the game uh, with the with the Brockington, the the goaltending that wasn't called. I thought they got the grill call right, uh, Dave. Let's let's start there. The the three that was wasn't a three that ended up being a two. You see, still shots, screenshots. Can't do ah, that. you can't do that. Absolutely not. I I think it was a two. I thought they got it right. What's uh, what's kind of the consensus? Uh, well, I, I don't know what the consensus is. Well, the consensus among Iowa State fans is we got screwed by the ref again. Right. So there's that. Uh, the, the, my perspective on the grill situation was that given what I saw on TV, both in real time and on the replays, that was the best call available was to call it a two. That was yeah. the only option they really had based on all the video evidence that was presented to them. Now, if you take those, those screenshots, those, you know, screenshots can be very different. Uh, from from what you see on TV and actual video, and they could be a little deceiving. Or sometimes the video can be deceiving too. But based on what I saw in real time and on the replays, that was the best call available to the refs to call it a two point shot. I'm with you. So, what about the team, Dave? Are they is that one lingering a little bit? Is there any hangover from that uh, hell of an effort? It really was uh, uh, in Lawrence the other night. I don't sense a hangover. George Condit and Caleb Grill spoke with the media this morning, just about an hour ago or so, and um, I don't. It could be that they just got down to practice early in the morning on a gloomy day. Uh, they didn't have a huge amount of energy. They weren't like bursting with pride just at the effort. They were probably still a little frustrated. They they came up short, but uh, T.J. Altsberger also expressed some pride. You know, as much as he is frustrated with the loss that. You know, his team played the way he wants them to with the effort and focus and energy and attention to detail on defense. You know, for the most part, he got what he wanted out of his guys, and they at least gave themselves a chance to win down there. Uh, he'll always take some pride in that. Not that, you know, he's, he specifically pointed out he's not into moral victories, but he is proud of the way they played. So I, I don't think this team will get too much too down on itself, and they know what a grind this Big 12 is, and going, you know, starting off one and three is kind of tough. But at the same time, they know, you know, there's plenty of season ahead. You're playing at home. You got a solo out crowd behind you coming to Hilton tomorrow afternoon. So I think those guys will be ready to play when the Longhorns come to town. Texas team put together, they don't have a whole lot of depth to the resume at this point. Really, the good teams that they face, mm-hmm. they have lost to, including Gonzaga and Seton Hall. You look at this team, a lot of transfers trying to figure it out, but it does feel like a new era. Chris Beard, I just have so much respect for him. It feels like. This is a guy that's going to take Texas to a place that probably should have been for the last quarter century. Yeah, I mean, he's already proven. He's, he's a heck of a coach. Did it at uh, Arkansas Little Rock. Did it at Texas Tech, bringing them to a Final Four. Who would ever guess in your life? Really? Texas yep. Tech would make a Final yep. Four. So he's proven he, he can get it done. And, you know, he's a Texas guy. Uh, so he, he really knows that, that landscape and how to kind of navigate the, 
the landmines uh, when you're dealing with the mega-rich oil boosters down there. So he knows how to handle that, uh, the whole politics of the situation. And, of course, yeah, he's a great active nose coach, gets a lot of effort out of his guys. They really know what they're doing defensively. I think some of the numbers show that Texas is the top defensive team in the country right now. And maybe the level of competition has something to do with that. But, obviously, you know, when Iowa State looks at the videotape, they're going to see what Texas brings. And uh, Otzelberger was very complimentary of, of the way they play today. So I'm not going to predict a repeat of that Texas Tech game at Hilton, but it could be kind of a low-scoring you know, really uh, grind it out. Maybe not quite the rock fight, but it'll it'll be a grind for sure between two really defensive-minded teams tomorrow. Well, it certainly feels like it's a big spot tomorrow, too. They've lost, what, three out of their last four. They beat Texas Tech when they were undermanned. Texas Tech gave them all they want. Look what they have done recently, beating Baylor, beating Kansas. Iowa State's got to go there on Tuesday night. So this kind of feels, Dave, that um, we knew that this was going to be difficult. The beginning, the first whatever, handful of games uh, in January. No picnic, no nights off whatsoever. But, boy, this one feels big tomorrow for that reason, that they've got to go to Lubbock and Lubbock's got to remember what happened, you know, not too many days ago. What the a week ago Wednesday? Uh, what what happened uh, when when they came to Ames? Yeah, and I, I don't know where things stand in terms of the net rankings right now, but I got to think Texas is probably going to stay in the you know high enough in those net rankings that this will remain a quad one game for Iowa State the rest of the season. That can fluctuate, of course, depending on where teams rank in the net and whether you're home or on the road. But I, I think a you know, a win tomorrow is going to be a quality win. Tomorrow it's going to be a quality win yep. come election Sunday. No doubt. So that's a huge opportunity, you know, to get a win at home, feel a little Hilton magic, and then go on the road feeling good about yourself against the Texas Tech team that's going to be more complete than, than what they saw the first time around. And it's going to be, yeah, really tough, especially on the road. But you can go into that game with a little more confidence knowing you, you've beaten Texas. You, you beat uh, Texas Tech once already. So it is a huge opportunity. You want to win is you know, all those home games. Uh, especially so, the Iowa for Iowa State, it, it is a huge opportunity and uh, one that uh, you know in the Big Twelve, you get more of these opportunities for quad wins maybe than mm-hmm. in other leagues mm-hmm. when you look at you know the percentage of teams that are uh, ranking high in the net. But this one's you know going to be especially impressive if you can go and take care of a top 10 team yeah this, this, this one will uh, maintain its luster because i'm with you i think texas is when it's all said and done going to be one of those teams uh that uh, are going to be a major pain in the you know what when the calendar turns february to march they'll be fourteen thousand north of fourteen thousand three hundred plus uh in ames tomorrow uh and they'll be in full throat to trying to help them get past uh, the Longhorns, it's a 1 o'clock tip. KSI 1430 has the game, though, so does 100.3 the bus. Good stuff, Dave Sproul. What's that? Quick correction if I can, though. Yeah. If I can. The Iowa State women are playing at the same time ah. tonight. So right here at KSI, we've got the Iowa State women's game. Our sister station, like 100.3 the bus, 105.1, will have the Iowa State men's game. Good. So we got you covered. Yep. All over the place. Yep. Glad you glad you put that in. And it is on ESPN Plus, so there'll be a lot of folks that are uh, uh on their radio for the for the John Walters Eric Heft call of that one. Good stuff, Dave Sproul. Thank you. We will uh, talk to you next Friday. Appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thank you, Dave Sproul, KSI. Again, the game, the men will be on one oh five point one, the women on uh fourteen thirty. Wonder how we're handling it. Well Good question. I guess the women my my bet would be right here. Yes, because yeah, right. Yeah, we're no, good. That's where they are. Yeah, yeah. that's where all those are. Yeah, we will take a time. Our, our, we're easy here. Absolutely, we'll come back by. 
giving four of you an opportunity to win Claxton's Barbecue. Right now, first four callers, 284-5966. Well, 515, since you have to dial that You do. Now. Since when, October? Something like I that. I think so. 515-284-5966. Claxton's Barbecue, if you haven't played in the last 30 days, now is your opportunity. 515-284-5966. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers. BBQ on the line next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Sports Station, KXNO. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56-1 to 1 odds on any wild card game team to win their game. Bet just $5. If you do, you get $258 in free bets if that team wins. All customers, all of us, though, can also get on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. For every 5,000 bettors who take the over for the Patriots-Bills game Saturday night, the point total will lower by half point. Hammer the Over has hit zero every time DraftKings is running, so Benners won when the first point is scored. Currently, it's 23 and a half. Gotta love it. And so, if you bet it right now, and it's 23, that doesn't matter. You get right. it at zero. When it gets to zero. Right. Yes. In this case, it's kind of like horse racing, paramutual. When the gate opens, that's yeah. the price that you get when the bets are closed. Normally, that's not the case with sports. Uh, but it is with this promotion, and it is a good one, and it is free money. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. At least that uh, promo is. And use the promo code KXNO to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team where you bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if that team wins. Promo code KXNO this wild card weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL where you must be 21 or older, Iowa only, and new customers only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800- Music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Our picks still to come. Right now, your picks. And Ronnie, Mitch, Frank, and Leonard will be playing for a Claxon's gift certificate. Whoever gets the most right will get $35 worth of Claxon's barbecue. The runner-up gets 25 Claxon's in Altoona, where they've been serving barbecue for north of 25 years. Online, Claxon, Claxon, C-L-A-X-O-N, B-B-Q, dot com. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Ronnie, Mitch, Frank, and Leonard, away we go. Hello, Ronnie. Welcome to Claxons. Um, Cincinnati is a five-and-a-half-point favorite over Las Vegas. Uh, Cincy. Buffalo gives four-and-a-half to the Patriots. Uh, Buffalo. Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Niners. Dallas. Iowa State or Texas? Pick them tomorrow. 
What's the points? No oh, points. Pick them. Pick them. Yep. Uh, I'll go with the Cyclones. All right. Here's the tiebreaker, Ronnie. Total points closest without going over. Iowa, Minnesota. Hawks go for Sunday at one. One fifty-five. Ronnie, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mitch is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Mitch. Hey, how you doing? Good, fine. Thank you. Uh, the Bengals are a five and a half point favorite over the Raiders. I'll take the Bengals. Bills a four and a half point favorite over the Patriots. Patriots. Cowboys give three and a half to the Niners. Cowboys. Iowa State or Texas tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to take Texas. Here's the tiebreaker, Mitch. Total points closest without going over. Hawks, Gophers, Sunday afternoon. Uh, 159. Mitch, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Frank is up next. Hi, Frank. How are you doing, Kevin? Good, good, fine. Thank you. Uh, the Bengals are a five-and-a-half point favorite over the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders. Bills, four and a half over the Patriots. Take the Patriots. Cowboys give three and a half to the Niners. Take the Niners. Clones or Longhorns? Horns. Uh, total points. Closes 135. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank yep, you. Thank you. And Leonard brings Claxons to a close. Hi, Leonard. How you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, Bengals, five and a half point favorite over the Raiders. I'll go the Raiders. Bills, four and a half over the Patriots. Patriots. Cowboys, a three and a half point favorite over the Niners. Cowboys. Iowa State or Texas tomorrow. Iowa State, and, so I'll go Iowa State. All right. And the tiebreaker, Hawkeyes, Gophers, total points combined, closest without going over on Sunday. Oh, let me think here. Probably, I'd say 160. Leonard, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Appreciate Claxons. So long. Claxons uh, Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Tommy Birch, send his picks in. He usually pays attention. When uh, you're going to be away in California for a little vacay, uh-huh. when that happens, we have a special Birchy. celebrity picker because Tommy Birch, he loves this segment. <laughs> Every single week. Well, the payoff's certainly worth it. I like yes. the segment, too, but I love Claxon's Barbecue. Uh, so last week, you had another good week. In fact, mm-hmm. you were 4-0 going into the championship game on Monday night. Which was an L, because I did have Bamba. But 4-1. That's good. Up, yep. Puts me up to 52-42-1 and one against the spread this football season. Mm. What are your best bets? Do you know? Not great. 7-12. and 12. That's been the rough mm. spot. You've been 11-8 and eight in your best bets. We don't need to mention your overall record. No, just stop right there. Best bets. I've have got been one this weekend, good. too. You do, but I'm, the tee box is yours. Once again, it is all mine. It's all NFL this weekend. Six games. We will pick five of them. Which one are you throwing out? Saturday night. Ooh, okay. Staying away. I would lean New England, but don't have as a strong of a Single point. digit temperatures. Under the stars. Buffalo. Beautiful. I got something for you. The last four years in the wild card round, uh-huh. road teams yes. are 14 and four against the number, uh, straight up, excuse me. 14 and four road teams. Road teams and 15 and three against the number. Oh, this is a weekend for me. Dogs are barking. Is Let's there go a dog again. in the AFC that's going to win outright this yes. weekend? There is. 
Might be no, the New England Patriots. Well, I guess that would be the one. All right, let us hear it. My best bet of the week, I'm going to start with it this week because it hasn't been pretty this year. And it's a game that I identified as soon as it came out, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I know I'm on the public side. Everybody loves this game, but I can't stay away from it. My handicapping had it right away. I'm jumping aboard right away. In fact, it was the first game I bet this week. Better number than what we have currently, but we play with the current lines at Circus Sports. Give me the field goal and the San Francisco 49ers, my best bet of the weekend. I'm grabbing more points, and I'm doing it with a team that you despise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> You've hated them all year long, all summer long. Pittsburgh's going to stink. No chance of the playoffs. Roethlisberger's washed up. And a lot of those things you said actually turned out to be true. You still washed up. They're in the right. playoffs. But they are in the playoffs. I'm going to grab the points here. They're going to ugly this thing up, muck it up. Slow track, cold night in Kansas City. Give me the 12 and a half points in the Steelers with pick number two. Let's go to the first game tomorrow. Cincinnati, Vegas. Las Vegas, what a season they've had. Mm-hmm. Tumultuous, up and down. Yet here they are at 10 and 7 in the playoffs. I just think they're cooked. They put so much into that game. Short turnaround along with it. I hate the offensive line for Cincinnati. That does concern me with Max Crosby and company coming off the edge. I think Burrow's just too good. I'll lay the points, and it's a big number, five and a half. Give me Cincinnati. Philadelphia. I'm grabbing the points. Are you? I know they can't run the the ball against this Tampa team, and that's really all that they can do. It just... Remember last year, Washington made a run at Tampa, Mm -hmm. maybe gave them the toughest game that they had. During the playoffs, yeah. and, and something just feels off here. I'm going to grab the points, and it's a nice number. You get more than a touchdown. Eight and a half with Philadelphia. Wrap it up. Monday night, I've been on the Rams all year long. I'm not relenting now. Don't believe in this Arizona team. Give me the Rams minus the four. Mm, boy, there's a lot of pressure on the Rams with the the Stafford acquisition, the Von Miller acquisition. They are all in this year. Well, Trent, we see a couple of games differently. I will start in Cincinnati. By the way, if Basachi doesn't win, he probably gets fired. Yeah. And then when's the Jim Harbaugh press conference? That's something to watch. You think for it's happened that quickly? Well, I, I just we haven't heard about any NFL suitors for him, and maybe he's holding out for one, and this might be it. We'll see. I'm with you. I'm glad you brought up Max Crosby. Boy, oh boy, he played his ass off on Sunday night. What a game he played. What a draft pick he's turned out to be. What a player Max Crosby uh, is for those Raiders. He's not enough. It's uh, Joe Burrow and company. I will lay the five and a half and take the Bengals pick number one. Pick number two, Trent, I'm going Buffalo. It's more of a heart pick than a head pick. I mean, I'm going against uh, Belichick which is asking for trouble, but I'm only laying four and a half. Is it four and a half or four at Circo? Whatever it is, I'm laying it. Give me the bills. I can't wait for this game. I just hope there's a little bit of snow falling. It's going to be cold. Sign me up. Four and a half. Is, I, is it four and a half? Okay. I, I'm, I'm against you on Philadelphia. Tampa does not allow you to run the football. Uh, for that reason, I just, I'd love to see Philadelphia knock the Buccaneers out of it. I don't think the Buccaneers are are destined to repeat by any means, but I think they get past this weekend. I will lay the eight and a half uh, and take Tampa Bay. Trent, everybody's on the Niners. I'm not. I'm going. Oh, you know what? Mike McCarthy, Kyle Shanahan. Blowout. It is, right? Give me the Niners for that <laughs> reason. Give me the Niners. What are they doing about face? And my best bet of the week is I'm going to have to go wash my mouth out with soap. It's the Chiefs. Najee Harris is hurt. He's hurt. Ben Roethlisberger is old. Um, 
Chiefs, I think I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think that uh, the networks are going to be disappointed that this is how we ended the weekend with, although we do have a Monday night special. And we are going to work for the simple reason, well, we're going to be at the chicken coop. Yes. But Mr. Monday Night just, just got to have one more appearance. One more stab at it. Go out a winner, and I know who Mr. Monday Night's on. He's on the Rams. I, I, I. Uh, we'll see. So you have no high school hoops tonight because it's no, canceled, yeah. right? Everything's canceled across the CIML, and I'm going to guess most of the state. Yeah, probably shut down so. This evening, so night home and the in laws come to town this weekend as they're traveling from St. Louis and Sioux City. Couldn't talk them out of it, huh? Couldn't <laughs> talk them out you of it. You said it, not me. I did. I like my in laws. I know you do, and you can't wait for them to spend the entire weekend with you. We work Monday, and I'm going to have a house full of people. I know we can take the weekend off. I, I can't take it. I'll need to get out of the house. My father-in-law is listening right now at his drive-in. Whoops. And he can't wait to be, for you to get there. That's Ken Miller. And he can't wait for you to get there. I love you, Kenny. <laughs> have a great weekend. Uh, Monday, just the morning shows. Afternoons, Iowa Wild. Murph and Andy, one, Fanatics to three. Pre-game tomorrow at eight. Have a great